Welcome to Crash Chords Autographs. Today, Matt welcomes Carly Ritter, a country folk singer and songwriter hailing from Los Angeles, California. With a self-titled debut now available on iTunes and Amazon, Carly Ritter chats with Matt about the time she's currently spending in Nashville to hone her craft and what she's come to learn from other songwriters. Hear her discuss the details of her songwriting process and where she pulls inspiration, all while stressing the importance of strong discipline when trying to learn anything with a creative mind. She also chats about the supportive nature of the independent creators community, and touches upon the works of bluegrass covers currently in the making. So without further ado, here's presenting Matt Storm and Carly Ritter. And welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Today my guest is the one and only Carly Ritter. Carly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Um, this has been a while in the making since I met you when you were in New York a while back, uh, seeing your brother's show. So it was cool that we were able to connect, and then I'm able to have you on the show. Um, and uh, since then, I've had a lot of time to spend with your self-titled record, which I quite enjoy, um, which came out back in 2013. Um, I guess we'll start with... Um, so you play kind of a folky, kind of country-influenced style, um, where would you say your style of music, your inspiration for playing the style of music kind of came from? Um, well, I, I probably started wanting to write music because of good old Bob Dylan, um, but he, not just his music, but his own influences as I started going back, um, that music really spoke to me. Um, and so I think on that record, I was sort of digging into Hank Williams and Woody Guthrie and that those kinds of songs and then getting into the Carter family and um, all this kind of, it, it was sort of, I guess those songs, and they're really my first attempt at songwriting, so I'm sort of a little embarrassed by <laughs> them at this point, but um, I was sort of like tracing back folk and country and American music and then writing as I went along and uh, so those those kind of came to me uh, then and um, I haven't been doing this very long so it's been a big learning curve. But. <laughs> um, is there a follow-up album in the works? Well I in February I, I came to Nashville with um, Joaquin Cooter and Juliette Comagera who produced this debut album um, and we recorded 13 um, country and western old cowboy and bluegrass songs. So we did a whole cover album, and that's still kind of sitting there, and I'm just trying to figure out a, a strategy for putting it out, and maybe I'll do an EP or something and put the rest of them out another time. But I'm actually back in Nashville right now um, doing a lot of, uh, co-writing and in a workshop today with Mary Gaucher, who's amazing. Um, and yeah, just, I think trying to really learn more about the craft because I still feel like a, a, such a beginner. 
I mean, yeah. I, I would never guess you were a beginner by the album. I mean, while you say that you're, you're a little embarrassed by them, I don't think you should be, personally, just because I think it's a wonderful record, um, and I've passed oh, on to quite you. a few folks who quite enjoy it. Um, oh, thank you, I think, I mean, uh, Juliet and Joaquim did a beautiful job producing it, for sure. And, and yeah, I think I never thought when I started writing that I would get to make any album. So just that alone, having something to show for um, my work is so nice. And so, yeah, now it's just fun to think of getting better and going deeper and what any any artist would hope to do, I guess. Um, have you always been super into music growing up? Um, did you do any yeah. playing or singing as a kid? Yeah. Um, my my parents both have are really eclectic taste, and so there was always music around. And then I grew up playing piano, um, and that was more classical, and I love classical music. I, I've loved um, exploring that and trying to play it on piano. And then at a certain point, I, I took a couple years of harp lessons, and that was also classical. And it was really, I think, towards the end of college that I got into um, Americana stuff and, and started trying to write and um, and sing and play guitar, which I'm still working on. But, um but yeah, music has definitely been a threat. I, I used to come home from high school and play piano for a couple hours every day just to kind of get through high school. <laughs> um, so it, it's definitely been important in my life. Uh, were you playing piano every day because you were taking lessons or because you just wanted to play every day? No, I, I think I, I quit lessons probably in middle school and and then I really started playing. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't practice when I had lessons, but as soon as I stopped, I suddenly fell in love with uh, the instrument. And, you know, starting, I think, with the Moonlight Sonata, I started just trying to teach myself, and I would listen to it and then try to play what I was hearing. And um, so it was slow going, and I probably have terrible technique, but it really it did help me every day to, you know, get something out. <laughs> That was in there. I feel like with with any discipline, just doing it every day, no matter how you feel about yeah. the work you're personally doing, it's just getting yeah. in the habit of doing it that kind of trains the brain to do it more. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's so good for the brain, too, to have that exercise. And, I mean, the benefits of music all around are just incredible. Um uh, I guess my next question, I would like to ask uh, singer-songwriters, when when you're crafting an album and you're crafting songs, do you find that the lyrics would come to you first and then you kind of put a melody behind it, or did you start with kind of the instrumentation and then kind of put some words to it? Yeah, I think in my case, it's always been lyrics first. Um, I'm really drawn to, I think, when I listen to songs, the lyrics are usually what grab me the most. And because of that, like, I haven't really... Some of my songs melodically, I think, are limited. But then again, like, three chords in the truth, I, I know that you can do a lot with uh, limited chords and melody. But I've been trying to, I think, being in Nashville right now and, and co-writing to try to expand my musical palette would be wonderful. And... and there are a couple songs on my debut album that 
um, like the first track at Don't Come Easy, Juliette Commagere had written all the music and the first verse and chorus. And that was fun because then I got to imagine in the same voice, like, okay, now I need to write a verse and a bridge. And um, and so that it was really fun to do that and try to figure out what fit in that. So I would love to do that more. But, yeah, for me, usually lyrics, yeah, the story comes first in the thought. Yeah. Uh, it's it's always interesting to hear an artist's response when it comes to that kind of stuff because it's usually very different for 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 everybody. You know, some people yeah, do it totally. in tandem, some people kind of do one or the other, and so it's always interesting to me to kind of get inside the mind of the artist to figure out like how, what comes first. Because um, yeah. I I mean I'm not really a songwriter, but I've written lyrics before. I have a couple of mm-hmm. songs that I've never done anything with that I've written lyrics like I was just self inspired. that kind of just sit yeah. on a page, but it's like I could never imagine putting together tablature or any kind of music for it. It's just it doesn't, my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, I know. It's such a, a mysterious process. And what comes so easily to one person to another person, how do you think of that? Um, it is amazing. I, I was just, so I'm in this workshop for the next three days, and they have mm-hmm. a guest songwriter um, named Don Henry, I believe, um, he's written some wonderful songs, and he was saying when he was starting, he used to take a song that he loved, like a Bob Dylan song, and just rewrite the words but to that melody because he didn't know how to do melody and chords. And then once he had all the lyrics in the right format, he would try to figure out a new melody. So it's funny, like, yeah, how people learn and try to work through their strengths and, and weaknesses. Yeah, totally. Oh, and before I forget, uh, before we get too deep into the podcast, I was informed that I could send along a hello from my wife, Sarah. Yay! Give her a big hug from me. (laughs) I loved meeting you both in New York. That was such a fun night. um, And so, yeah, she'd kill me if she listened to this episode later when it goes up, and uh, I didn't pass along hello. Um, She has to send her love. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, No, it was absolutely great. I mean, I, I had met your brother, Jason, through Sarah a few times, but it was nice to kind of meet, you know, other members of the family. It was it was a fun night of theater yeah. and to, to get to chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, you do so many amazing, interesting things. Which I love well, about. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, if you had told me uh, even two or three years ago that I would have two podcasts, my own website, and be working for Mozilla, I would look at you like kind of cockeyed. Cause yeah. It's just not something that was ever in my purview, and yet, here it is. So that's always that fun when fun. life kind of works out that way. Yeah, meant to be. It just unfolds when you're, like, doing what you're meant to be doing. Um, so I guess the next thing I want to ask is um, when when it comes to music and writing music, do you draw inspirations from other places besides just music, like stories or movies or TV or books? Like, does any of that yeah. influence your style of writing or the, the melodies or music? Yeah, um, I well, there there's a song on on my record called Little Bird, and that um, it's funny because a few people came up to me really concerned, um, and I was like, actually, that song is I shouldn't say. I mean, I guess it's good if they think it's my story, but it was inspired <laughs> by a TV show, <laughs> a storyline on Parenthood. Which uh, is funny. So it is, I think anything is inspiration. And also nature is a huge inspiration to me. So what I love about 
the natural world, I think, is like just sitting under a tree is a good way to tap into something for me. Um, but I think, yeah, movies, a, a friend of mine recommended when I was going through a writer's block to watch a movie and then write a song about the plot of whatever movie I just watched. I thought that was a great <laughs> challenge, even if you never use it. But I think everything is great inspiration. But, yeah, that one song definitely came directly from a TV show, which is funny. Well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you're inspired by the natural world, too, because with a song like Oh Farmer, like listening to that talking oh, about, yes. you know, planting crops and, and, and planting a seed for you and talking about the different kinds of, of farming and planting, it's, it's, it's just, it's not something I think I can think of that I've heard of in really a song before. So it was kind of cool, oh, cool. To, to hear that, you know. Um, oh, I always find um, that you, unique content is, is always more uh, more attention-grabbing for me in music because, you know, in certain genres of music, things can sound similar, but if you've got mm-hmm. lyrics that really pop and stand out, it ten- that's always going to grab people's attention. So that's, that's always kind yeah. of a cool thing. Yeah, oh, I absolutely agree. And, and it is such a fun puzzle, too, to if you write, I guess either way, music or lyrics first, and then get to sit there and think, like, okay, what fits and what will bring out the meaning of the lyrics or what, if if you start with music, what lyrics would really make this melody (laughs) soar. So, yeah, it's a fun little puzzle. Um, Um, The the next thing I wanted to ask is, um, since you said that you're fairly new to songwriting and you've only got mm -hmm. one one album out currently, was there anything that you thought you might have wanted to do before music, or was music kind of always the thing you wanted to work towards? Sorry, you said perform? Well, so, like, you you work within the music industry, and, of course, you're a songwriter, but was there ever any other kind of artistic endeavor that you wanted to do when you grew up, maybe uh, when you were younger? Was there other things that you were interested in pursuing before settling on music? Yeah, I think when I was um, in elementary school and middle school i i really loved acting um and then i got so self-conscious and um insecure at that age that then i just was like i don't want anyone to see me and i think disappearing and that i think maybe that's where the energy then went into piano because i could come home and be completely alone and just play and so Whatever I was getting from acting, I think I channeled into piano. And then then suddenly, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I start writing songs, and it's like, oh, wait, but now I have to play them for people <laughs> if I ever want them to be heard. And so it's, that's been a, a funny but good uh, challenge for me with a lot of just terrible shows. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, I'm, like, trying to work through that fear, whatever it is, and just get out there and, you know, you do the best you can. Have you been playing uh, live shows, or have you not really done any touring yet? I did. Well, for the that first record, I did, like, maybe three or four tours, but some of them were, like, three dates. I think the longest one I did was two or three weeks. Um, so I did do – I had some of that experience, and – by the end of the the last tour that I did, it was just starting to get fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this can be really great, like, to just relax and, and 
be in the song and and then that tour ended and I just stopped playing out at all um, until very recently where I've started just like going. Um, a friend in L.A. started a, a night for his songwriter friends and so I went to one of those and I think that'll that'll be a great place for me to restart from is like back to the very basic where you're just you and your guitar um, trying to share and, and connect with people. Um, so I'm kind of, yeah, getting back to the basics right now. Working on the craft. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing I've noticed, especially in the modern music world. Um, there are plenty of artists I've interviewed who who are indie singer songwriters or indie rappers, and like they they have the the wherewithal and the ability to make music at home or wherever they are. Yeah. But then, as far as actually touring, like it's so much easier now to get music out there if you know what right. you're doing, even a little bit with with the technology that we have. And then, but once you've done that, then if people start getting into it and they ask for you to tour, it's like, oh, well, I didn't expect to actually be doing that. Or you can take a break, yeah. but still work on music. And it's just interesting to me that there are, because um, you're not the first person I've spoken to who said they've kind of taken a break from touring um, yeah. for a period of time. And it's just interesting that you can get music out a lot more easily and distribute it without like a big company behind you yeah. that, that you can kind of be a, a just an album to album artist if you wanted to. Totally. Yeah, it is amazing. There's so many options and um the friends that I have who are in music, you know, touring is very expensive. Like just gas and either camping or staying in motels, like just that is is a lot and you know, if if you're paying a band or all these things, it, it can really add up. So I think more people are figuring, well, maybe if I just put stuff online, make cool videos, like yeah. people will, it'll reach some audience and hopefully people will buy it. And and then I guess if you build a following, you might get some places to pay you to come out or, you know, but it, it yeah, and it's empowering and, and you can be more creative and in charge of your own career but yeah then you also have to figure ways to break through the millions and millions of other people who are doing that. Sure. I, that's where I believe like and why I really am working on songwriting right now is because I think great songs always find their way and um, and can rise above <laughs> above the masses and all that so um so yeah, I, I love that people have so much creative power in their own hands now, and you don't need a big company um, to be. Yeah, heard. like the, the the podcasting industry as as it is, you know, uh, yeah. is is just it's mostly not all of it, but most of it is free content that comes out weekly or monthly, yeah. and you know, sure people try and get sponsors, but you can do it yourself if you just have yeah. some of the tools, you know, and so yeah. I find in the and this, gosh, YouTube generation, it's like you you mm -hmm. have just so much more access to things. Yeah, and the the partnership because, like with a podcast like this, you're helping me and everyone else on your show help to get out there because big radio is not like there's like the same you know top ten people on um, other I guess satellite radio you have some chances but but yeah it's such a wonderful partnership. Yeah, I found like indep independent artists 
are more yeah. eager to partner up like that because, yeah, well, yeah. I promote your work by putting you on my show, and then you promote my show when it yeah. comes out, which is also promoting your work to your fans. And so, yeah, yeah it's, totally. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a cool bond that I think um, yeah. independent creators have now that didn't really exist before. Yes, absolutely. And I love, I mean, another wonderful thing about being in Nashville is the spirit of um, a community of of writers who, like, the more you're writing together, the better you're getting because someone else is going to have an idea that you wouldn't have figured out on your own. And then you both have a song that you can both promote in your own circles. And if someone gets further, like, you're kind of sharing the load and the work, um, so, yeah, it's like everyone rises together, um, which is such a cool way to think about it. And I yeah, haven't quite experienced the same level of um, support and communi- or cooperation in Los Angeles, but maybe I just wasn't looking in the right places. Um, well, would you say that there's a stronger music community in Nashville? I'm guessing that's kind of an obvious uh, Yeah, it's, it's been amazing to be here. I've been here a couple weeks now, and, I, I mean, for one, it's there is – music every night and many, many open mics and writers rounds every night. Um, so you can go and hear incredible songs and songwriters all the time. And it's easier to get around, so you can just bounce. Like, it's a small town and no L.A. traffic, really. <laughs> I guess it's getting worse. <laughs> but but you can get to many places in a day. And then, I mean, I got here on the first night, met someone who was like, oh, you know some? You should come to this and this and this and meet this person and this person. And, like, <laughs> you should write with this person. And it's like, oh, you're new in town? Let's write a song together. And they seek you out. It's amazing. That's so really cool. Now I'm, I, I guess there are so many people moving here every day. It's like 9,000 people or something crazy. So I know they they are trying to curb some of the mass movements, but I see why everyone wants to come here. It's a really wonderful feeling to be in it together <laughs> and all yeah, writing all the time. While you're in Nashville, depending on how much longer you'll be there, um, uh, there's so I, as I told you when you were in New York and we were chatting, I do sound for uh, burlesque shows in the city. Yes, um, I one of that. the <laughs> one of the um, shows, uh, Wasa Bosco, that I do sound for, and I've had guests who perform in it on on my other show. Um, mm-hmm. They have a they perform at a venue called City Winery in New York. There's a City Winery as well in Nashville, and um, a friend of mine named oh, yeah. Gigi Lafemme, she produces the Wasabasco Burlesque Show at City Winery in Nashville. So if you find that they're performing while you're in town, you should definitely go check it out. Tell I them Matt Storm will. sent you because uh, oh, how I think you'd have a blast. And I think I've been to City Winery, so I oh, cool. know. Um, that's so cool, and I had no idea about this connection. So I will definitely <laughs> try to get get to that. That's so wonderful. Um, and how has that been going for you, the burlesque? It, it's fun. I mean, it, it's yeah. interesting. Like, as growing up is like, you know, in high school being, and this may come as a shock to you, Carly, but I was a nerd growing up, you know, hey, hard to believe. I'm right with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you had told me that I would be, be doing sound for burlesque shows and adults would be like, what? That's not possible. <laughs> um, but, but it's truly delightful because, A, the people are so awesome and friendly and, mm-hmm. and, you know, they make you feel welcome. But yeah. on top of that, it's just, 
the way they manipulate music and narrative in their burlesque mm-hmm. act, it's not like the older burlesque act, but there are some that are just beautiful and graceful and that's just beautiful dancing with a beautiful dress or some props. But then yeah. other performers will take um, songs and maybe translate the literal meaning. Like, um, for example, uh, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, that song is often yeah. overused in burlesque. And it's always done mm-hmm. with big diamonds or shiny dresses. So one of my favorite performers, whose name is Nasty Knasta, um, she doesn't act to that song, but instead comes out dressed as a miner in a miner's helmet with a pickaxe and over <laughs> That's genius. I love that. As that if she was fun. just finishing working and then she strips out of, out of that outfit. And I think that kind of oh. creativity is really fascinating about the yeah. blast world. Oh, it's so fun and such a great art form. Yeah. Um, that's wonderful. Well, I'm so glad you get to do something so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, it, and it's always interesting to, like, talk to people from other walks of life as far as art goes because you kind of yeah. get a different perspective. Like, I knew nothing about burlesque, but I started doing sound for it, and I've learned so much about the art that when people don't know, I'm like, you don't know? How do you not know? Well, let me tell you, you know, and you just want to yeah. share. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, you get to open people's eyes to a wonderful thing. I mean, I, I've always done that. That's kind of the personality I've always had, even with music. Like, I mean, let's take example your work, which we've been talking about. Um, my wife, as you know, Sarah, is in a band as well, and they play Irish folk and some little bit of rock. And um, so I immediately sent their mandolinist, uh, uh, Painless Parker, who's been on the show before, your album, because I knew he would dig Aww. a lot of the stuff that's on it. He did. And it's like, when you send someone an album... And then they like it, and it's an artist that you know personally. Like, it, I get this sense of, like, kind of joy from just being able to share music that way. Thank you so much. That's so <laughs> nice of you. And, yeah, to everyone that you do that for, that's such a wonderful gift. And you have no idea. I mean, maybe you do how much that means to <laughs> each one of us because that's the only way that you can be heard and <laughs> and share what, yeah. Well, I've always believed that strength in community and and, and friendships and social connections are the way. Like, there's a lot of technology that imitates social connection now. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter. And while they're useful tools, like, I I appreciate your music that much more having met you in person through a mutual Uh, friend than if I had probably seen it just on Twitter. I mean, I probably still would have liked it, but it's making a connection with people. And I find that's why, like, Promoting my podcast word of mouth versus on Facebook will always be more impactful because if you tell someone about a thing and they're interested or they like your personality, they're more likely to go after the art or the thing that you're working on. Absolutely. That is so true. And I feel like that applies to so many things in life. Like it's the relationship um, that adds the meaning to so much, so many things, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure, because... Developing a strong relationship, I think, with anything in life is what perpetuates those things. So, yeah, um, totally. Well, thank um, you so, for doing your part. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, I'm happy to do it, especially with talented artists. It's my pleasure. Um, so you're in Nashville now. How long do you plan on staying out there? Is there a plan of how long you're going to be there and where you're going to go next or if you're yeah. going to go back to L.A.? I think- um, I'm going to stay here till November 2nd, so I have another month. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to L.A. and hopefully with a whole bag of new songs that I can try out on people, um, <laughs> starting with my mom. 
sure. yeah. So, um, but you know, I wanted to give myself uh, a good length of time to to build those relationships and hopefully write as much as possible and hear as much as possible and just be inspired. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful and rainy and fall and. I haven't had rain in so long in our our drought. So, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's been great to be here. It's funny you mentioned the drought. I I befriended people on my honeymoon who were from Vegas, and oh, yeah. um, when it would rain on the cruise ship, one of them would just sit by the window and watch because he's like oh. almost never seen rain because he lives out in Vegas. I thought that was so very touching. Funny. Yeah, and we need it so badly. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's actually drizzling now, so it's a very pretty evening yep. here. Um, we have yeah, I hope... rainy weather. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, you go for it. I was just gonna say we're having rainy weather in New York as well. So oh, cool. Pretty, pretty all right, so we gotta spend spend some gloomy weather out west. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, so I I was just saying like I. I think when I get back to LA, I'm going to try to figure out too what to do with those cover songs we did, and um, if I'm going to put it out as a full CD or maybe an EP or even two EP, I don't know. So we'll see. But um, well, it's, it's exciting though that you have stuff to work with and that you're excited yeah. to put out. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then uh, the to get back into the creative writing process is a real joy. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever find that you, um, when you're working this hard on, on improving your songwriting or just focusing on songwriting so much, do you find that you need to take a break from it sometimes and kind of let your brain relax? And Is there a specific way yeah. you do that? Do you listen to music, read books, watch TV? Yeah, it's funny because I think usually with, I would say most of the time there's a point in a song where I, I get an initial idea and I start writing and then it just like, there's something that isn't working, and if I focus on it too hard, it just doesn't go anywhere, and then so it's like, okay, I'm going to get up, maybe take a walk, maybe cook something or watch something, and or, and actually listening to music is a huge help. And then it's like the weirdest thing where out of nowhere, something pops into your head, and you're like, oh, that, that's the line that I needed, <laughs> or that's the angle, and um, it might come a few days later, but... Um, I definitely think taking your mind off it and but allowing for either some quiet time to walk or sit and or I don't I don't even know, but yeah, listening to a music where you're not focused on it and your brain is doing something else and then it just allows the space for another thought to come through. Um and I love the mystery. Like it's been fun in this workshop to hear even very accomplished and like prolific songwriters saying it's such a mystery <laughs> like <laughs> there it's like this other thing that comes through and as they were talking about Harlan Howard who wrote like 4,000 songs or five I don't even know there was a point where he had all 10 of the top 10 country hits and at this I think the some country award show he didn't want to go because he was only competing with himself and he was too humble but he he said, I don't write them, I just write them down, which I love. Um, but yeah, just the mystery, the mystery of inspiration, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I I totally agree. Uh, do you find that you have a favorite pastime besides uh, 
with songwriting and music, or do you just kind of uh, um, tend to do whatever? Yeah, I mean, I love being in nature. I love riding horses, um, being with family and friends, and <laughs> eating, just eating and eating. <laughs> That's been fun, too. The Nashville has a lot of great restaurants, so... Uh, in the name of being a tourist, I have to try them all. And <laughs> sure, of course, um, you wouldn't want to miss one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, I love watching movies and and finding new music. And I, speaking of which, I have to hear Sarah's band. I can't believe I haven't yet. So, I'll well, you yes, yeah, so that's not I, totally uh, your fault. Um, they haven't recorded <laughs> an album yet, so they are okay. working on one, which awesome. is exciting. But um, I can yeah, I can send you some live performances. People taking some awesome. video, and I can send you some other stuff. But uh, oh, I but, love um, that. but yeah, they're working on that. We're nudging the one of the band members, Robert, has tracked the drum tracks and is not shared them with the band yet. So we're working on getting that done <laughs> so they can get stuff recorded. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's exciting, yeah. To and yeah, I'm excited so to kind exciting. of sit through that process. And I've never yeah. sat in while someone's recorded, so I'm always kind yeah. of interested in that kind of stuff from an engineering perspective. Oh, it's so fun to see how a song is just how it becomes alive. Well, because it's also like recording, obviously it's often done in pieces, whereas live it's played mm-hmm. together. And so it's kind of interesting to hear those pieces, like when bands release instrumentals yeah. or, or garage band tracks of like just all the different yeah. tracks and you can separate stuff out. It's like, it's cool to hear the progression, you know? Yes. Oh, definitely. Like I, I still have my little iPhone voice memos <laughs> that I sent to my friends who produced the record where it's like, oh my gosh, that song just started out <laughs> so simply. And then they added these layers and um, it was such a miraculous process for me to watch that first time. And it, it, it's the coolest. And to just see what musicians bring to a song and how if they add a little, a few notes somewhere, it totally makes the song <laughs> like oh wow it wouldn't have worked without that or maybe it would but it add yeah each musician adds so much um and a feel and groove or whatever it's so cool yeah um do you find that so obviously we talked before about how where your main inspirations are and in, and the fact that you're a national says something about where your your inspiration comes from and the kind of music that you work with and have you ever had any interest in working outside of kind of a country folk feel? Is there other kinds of music that you're really into that you'd want to give a try at playing or any other yeah. instruments you'd be interested in playing? Oh, definitely. Well, I, I I started learning the auto harp, but that's definitely in the folk country um, vein. I, man, a good, I, I love rock and roll and I, you know, my, parents played the Beatles all the time and there are days where I just wish I could write a great like pop rock song <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I mean gosh like R&B I was listening to some Motown the other day and it's like that's a cool I mean there are so many other genres that I wish I could write for and sing especially if I had one of those great big voices that um but yeah, and I hope with co-writing too, like it would be fun to just see if something comes that isn't in the style that I'm sort of fall default into. Um, it would be really fun to to experiment with other things. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think for some reason when I write, I guess what comes out is like more just folk, and I don't know why. <laughs> Where that but um, I'm definitely open to trying trying new things, new genres. Well, it's, it's funny. I've also spoken to artists who started out in like one genre and then just by the natural way that they created music and took in inspiration, it kind of evolved. And that's kind of what's yeah. awesome about modern music is it can start in one place, but based on your yeah. influences or the world around you, it can kind of evolve into something new. Totally. It is amazing. And actually, on some of the cover songs that we did were Western swing. And so, for better or worse, I had to kind of sing jazz and and of course like as I'm recording it I'm like I'm not qualified to do this like <laughs> this is a whole other thing and and to get a feel like that swing feel and how the phrasing you know I I think on those couple of songs I'm I, those are the ones where I'm like maybe I'll just leave those off because that's really another art that I should have been practicing for years before I tried to sing it. And so then after after we did that, I started listening to a lot more jazz. And in high school, I, I loved Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, um, those great women. But now I've been listening to more new and old jazz. And I'm like, wow, that's a whole other thing that I would love to know more about and, and get a better sense of. But, well, if you're interested <laughs> in... Um... Uh, mo- more mo- modern jazz. There was a female-fronted modern jazz band that we actually reviewed on my other podcast. The album oh, cool. I do called Twin Danger. And um, Twin Danger. Yeah, Twin Danger. Okay, I'm writing that down. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, they were they were really a lot of fun. They were uh, it was a great record, and they actually have a cover of a song called No One Knows that was originally done by the Queens of the Stone Age. And oh, how cool! Their cover of it had a life of its own because it just it was obviously in a completely different genre. Queens of Stone Age are more modern rock. And it just yeah. like at first, unless you know the song very well, it's hard to even realize it's a cover. Like I know that song very yeah. well because I'm a fan of the Queens of the Stone Age, so I recognize yeah. it immediately. But my co-hosts yeah. weren't as quick to recognize it. That's amazing. Oh, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> and then um, go back and, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I'd love and to yeah, know what you thought of And yeah, there's so many great bands out there and people who are doing things and mixing genres and it's such it's so cool to be alive and hearing what people are doing and because they have so much freedom to record on their own and really um realize their unique vision like oh i have friends in la doing stuff with electronic sounds and beats and it's amazing it's like these symphonies of wild sound effects (laughs) Um, it's really cool so yeah, it's it's fun to just listen to everything and and try to get something new from it. Yeah, I you feel know. like we're we're approaching an age where like I feel like generations before it was very easily to easy to kind of fall into a rut with music and kind of not expand yeah. because you had yeah. it was whatever CD or tape or record you owned. Whereas now because right. of the internet and Spotify and YouTube or whatever else, you can kind of seek it out more easily. Um, yes, absolutely. With, which I think is interesting. I mean, for me personally, I think I probably would have fallen into more of a rut if I wasn't listening to music every week for my other podcast. But I feel like because you can kind of just look on Spotify and click through to other bands, especially if Mm -hmm. like an artist features another artist, 
um, yeah. Spotify will have hyperlink it, and then you can just click right on through to their stuff and check their stuff out, oh, which I think is cool. And discover people you never would have found otherwise. It's, that is so cool. Um, and yeah, like on Pandora or whatever, when you're listening to someone and then it does something similar but never heard of before, and suddenly you have a new beloved <laughs> artist. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so you you said that um, at the end of this trip in Nashville, you're going to head back in around mid-November. Do you have any plans to try and start touring? I know you, you said that you're going to figure out what the next steps yeah. are with the music you've recorded, but do you think you're going to yeah. kind of make a push to do more live stuff when you get back? I think so, and I, I think especially um, because I – just the, the insecurities that linger with performing – um, it's always easier to perform with a band. And so now I'm like, I really want to get to a place where I can play on my own um, comfortably. And so now that I have some new songs and hopefully by the end of October, I'll have even more. And then it'll be so fun to, you know, start playing around and seeing what connects and um, and then working on more. So, yeah, I think my goal is after I get, get back from Nashville to to start playing things like my friend's night of uh, his friends who who play music and and do as many of those kind of things as possible. And then I talked to a girl at one point about doing a, like creating our own little tour where we just go and show up places and ask if we can play and um, maybe get someone to host us. (laughs) And yeah, doing a little road trip and... um, getting out that way without maybe booking stuff in advance. But even if it's just coffee houses or we were talking about ranches. Just <laughs> that would be cool. Like, can we play music and you let us ride along? Um, so, yeah, I, I would love to just be playing as much as possible and maybe I can make it out to New York. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, if yeah, you did make it out to New York, there's actually a venue I could easily set you up with that. Oh, has. that would be amazing. Um, the well, the yeah, way station, which is a, a bar that the bar that I met Sarah at and proposed to her at, oh. um, they have live acts all the time, and uh, I oh, could definitely awesome. put you in touch with their program manager to get you a booking if I have, you know, a time oh. frame of when you'll be in town. So, oh, definitely thank you. let me know. That's awesome. Okay, I will for sure. And if you that. needed a couch to crash on, we have a fold-out couch. Oh. So you know, yeah. So. Definitely. Okay, this is done. <laughs> You'll regret that you offered, but no, that would be so fun. Um, uh, I would really love that. And, yeah, I think the exciting thing about getting new songs is that excitement again of, like, oh, sharing something new and um, having something new to say will be really cool. Sure, of course. Um, and, yeah, you're welcome to stay with us anytime, absolutely. Thank um, you so much. And, yeah, if you guys ever are in Los Angeles, Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely let you know. Um, Sarah has friends out there, and sometimes when she's producing theater, she's been out there, and I've gone with her. So we find ourselves out there again. I will definitely oh, let good. you know. Yes, please do. Um, before we wrap up, um, is there mm-hmm. anything you want um, the listeners to know, where they can find you on the Internet, uh, where they can get your, your previous work, okay. that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, my debut album is on iTunes, and I think you can get it on Amazon as well. Um, And then for any other songwriters out there, I definitely recommend a trip to Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just to 
see what people are doing and, and try co-writing. I never really pushed myself to do that. And now now when I get back to L.A., I'm going to start harassing my uncle, who's an amazing songwriter, and every friend I can because I see, like, the places where I've been stuck and given up, I probably could have worked through if I had a friend with me <laughs> who is better than I am. So, yeah. Um, anyway, it's been a really fun fun time out here, and I, I recommend a visit to any other musician and songwriter. That's awesome. And, and I mean, now you have me. I've never been in Nashville either, so you have me wanting to go out there to check it yeah, out. As a fan yeah. of music, like, it, it sounds like it's a really exciting town to be in yeah. if you're into music. Yeah, and it's not just country music. There is, I've seen so many different styles and really cool, creative, experimental things, too. So, yeah, there's something for everyone, I think. And great <laughs> Do you have a favorite kind of food that you that you prefer to eat when you go out, or is it just kind of you like everything? I would be fine eating pasta probably all day long, but I love everything. <laughs> I guess you, I could, you, would you say you're a foodie? You like you like uh, trying new um, things when it comes to food. Yeah, I mean, I'll try anything, and I, the only reason I wouldn't say I'm a foodie is I'll like eat really crappy food too and just love it. <laughs> so I have no like high ideas of myself. I'm like so happy if there's just something good in front of me um, that tastes good, even if it's probably not highbrow. But <laughs> well, that's, that's good to know. Um, if you ever do visit us in New York, Sarah's a good cook, so we'll, we know that oh, you'll, cool. you'll, you'll, you will you won't be too picky. I will when definitely have to cook appreciate it. Yes, I'm a very good guest in that way. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and yes. catching up, Carly. You um, too. Thank you so much. I really much. appreciate taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. Um, the interview will be up this coming Tuesday. I'll be sure to shoot you the link via email once it's out. Um, Wonderful, and I'll share it around. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, too. Cool. But um, <laughs> but it's definitely awesome to catch up. And if you find yourself in New York, yes. absolutely let me know. Thank you. I hope to see you guys soon. And hi again, Sarah. Big hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good.